Here, a, f- a few uh, days ago, maybe weeks now, uh, I was wondering what this word w- meant, and I didn't know exactly, I don't remember what the word was now, but, but you know, sometimes in our culture, you know, what a word meant, you know, 50 years ago is different than what it means today. And uh, I, I was, you know, looking up the meaning of this word, and, and now... You know, about every day I get a word of the day. You know, somehow they connected, you know, my, my Google search with my email and, uh, now I get a, uh, a word of the day. And one of the words a few days ago was polypod. You know what polypod is? It means having many feet. And, you know, I thought about that, and, you know, that would be a good description for a church that's doing something for God. The Word says that blessed are the feet of those that bring good news. Hallelujah. So we need to be a polypod church. Another word that uh, came up here, I think it was just this week, was laconic, L-A-C-O-N-I-C. And, and you know, most of these words I've never heard of before. Wouldn't know how to use them if I, I knew what the meaning was. But it said laconic is, is speech that is brief and to the point. Well, that's going to be my message this morning. It's going to be brief and to the point. Amen. Yeah. <laughs> and, and we got, and we got some uh, amens and, and, and applause back here. Uh, I, I probably shouldn't have brought that one up. Probably shouldn't have brought that one up. We, we sang, we sang a song here this morning, uh, that said, raise a hallelujah. Raise a hallelujah. Glory to God. You know what that word means? You know what the word hallelujah means? It's, it's a compound word. It's made up of two, two, uh, Hebrew words. The first one is, is hale. Or Halil, H-A-L-L-E-L, which means to praise God. The, the last part of that is Yah, or Jah, which is short for Yahweh. In other words, it's, it's the, means to praise the Lord. Glory to God. And when we're saying, let's lift up a hallelujah, what we're saying is let's lift up a praise to our Father God. And if you take that, and if you break that down just a little bit further in the, in the Hebrew language, it, it means this, absolute and total light exploding in the face of absolute and total darkness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Absolute and total light exploding in the face of absolute and total darkness. So let's lift up a hallelujah this morning. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. We worship you, Father. Hallelujah. Praise you, Father. Pastor Kent will be uh, back in the office tomorrow. And uh, I wish we could get a a camera shot of of the crowd here. We'd all say, we love you, Pastor Kent. Let's say it real loud so so he can hear us. We love you, Pastor Kent. Hopefully, you want to do that again? 
We love you, Pastor Kent, and, and we miss you. Hallelujah. So uh, I, I'm sure he's watching this morning. The The title of my sermon this morning is, is Watering Your Dream Seed. Is Watering Your Dream Seed. Uh, we've all had the opportunity the last few days to 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 hear several different speakers. I know the ladies, I think last weekend went to Branson and, and, uh, you know, had, they had a ladies conference down there. And then we had Brian Garfield here Sunday morning, Sunday night at Carthage Monday and Tuesday here. And, and it was an awesome word. And then, uh, Friday and Saturday, we, we live streamed the, uh, the stronger men's conference here. And, uh, you know, I, I'm, Without a doubt, you know, the Stronger Men's Conference uh, overshadowed the ladies' conference by, you know, bukus, you know. Wouldn't you agree, Joe? I, I, I'm sure that the men's conference was a lot better than the ladies' conference. No, I'm, I'm just, just joking there. Uh, but we've heard, we've heard the men needed it worse. Oh. Well, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to argue with her there. <laughs> uh, we might have got something started here. But we've heard, you know, tons of word about, you know, numerous different subjects and topics and, uh, you know, and what I'm going to, to minister to you this morning is, is, is something that, uh, you know, I, I think Brian Garfield brought up, and I don't remember what day it was, uh, but he just touched on it and, and just kind of went on because there wasn't enough time to, to go into any depth. But, but so many times, you know, what we hear and the words and the environment that we surround ourselves with forms our dreams and our visions that we have for our life. What we surround ourselves with, the words that we hear, and the atmosphere that we put ourselves in, or that we find ourselves in, you know, uh, forms the visions and dreams that we have for our life. And until we surround ourselves with the Word of God, our dreams and visions for our life will be what we want and not what God has planned. Okay, did you get that? Until we surround ourselves with the Word of God and what His vision for our life is, our visions and dreams will be what we want and not necessarily what He has planned for our life. Okay? You know, this, this doesn't mean that the, the dreams and the passions that we have to, to be whatever, you know, whether you're in agriculture or, or whether you're a school teacher or whether you're in the medical profession or or banking financial doesn't doesn't make any difference it doesn't mean that those that we need to trash those visions but that we need to put the calling that God has on our life first and then those visions and dreams that that we have will be within our reach I want you to turn to Deuteronomy chapter 28. You know, everybody, you know, I'm I'm sure knows what this 
this chapter is about. It's 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 a declaration of the of the promises, the blessings, and the curse that uh, that was given to the children of Israel here. And I'm going to read uh, the first 14 verses in, in chapter 28. And I just want you—I want you to listen. What this is doing is is planting a seed of of the vision that the children of Israel needed to have in their lives. Okay. It says, "If you fully obey the Lord your God and carefully follow all His commandments I give you today, the Lord your God will set you high above all the nations of the earth." All these blessings will come on you and accompany you if you obey the Lord your God. I will bless you in the city, or you will be blessed in the city and you will be blessed in the country. The fruit of your womb will be blessed, the crops of your land, and the young of your livestock, your calves, of your herds. And the lambs of your flocks, your basket and your kneading trough will be blessed. You will be blessed when you come in and blessed when you go out. The Lord will grant that the enemies who rise up against you will be defeated before you. They will come at you from one direction but flee from you in seven. Verse 8 says the Lord will... Send a blessing on your barns and everything that you put your hand to. The Lord will bless you in the land he is giving you. The Lord will establish you as a holy people as he promised you on oath. If you keep the commandments of the Lord your God and walk in obedience to him. Then all the people of the earth will see that you are called by the name of the Lord and they will fear you. The Lord will grant you abundant prosperity in the fruit of your womb, in the young of your livestock, in the crops of your ground, in the land he swore your ancestors to give you. In verse 11 there it says he will, he will, abund, he will give you abundant prosperity. You know, that's more than just being prosperous. That's an abundance of Prosperity. That's more than enough. He said it will, he will bless the fruit of your womb. You know, over in, I don't remember whether it's in, in, in Psalms or, or Proverbs, but he promised us that, that, uh, he would fill our quiver with, with children. You know, I looked up the, up at, the, just to find out how many arrows go in a quiver. And there's a lot of different opinions. Some of them say 25 to 30, and another says as many as 60. Um, we're just going to leave that there. <laughs> 60. Whew. And that, that'd be that'd be tough. You'd have to build on. <laughs> Verse 12. Says the Lord will open the heavens, the storehouse of his bounty to send rain on your land in its season and bless all the work of your hands. You will lend to many nations, but you will, 
and you will borrow from none. The Lord will make you the head and not the tail. If you pay attention to the commandments of the Lord your God that I give you this day and carefully follow them, you will always be at the top and never at the bottom. Hallelujah. That's good news. Always at the top and never at the bottom. Do not turn aside from any of these commandments I give you today to the right or to the left, following other gods and and serving them. You know, I believe that God gave this, this word to Moses to establish a vision and, and a dream on the inside of the children of Israel of who they were and who they could be in Christ Jesus. Amen. And, and this verses, these verses of scripture that I just got through reading here were not just for, for the children of Israel, but they're for us today. Galatians 3.29 says, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. Hallelujah. That That's telling me that Deuteronomy chapter 28, the blessings that are in that chapter are just as much mine because I am in Christ Jesus. How many people here this morning do we have that are in Christ Jesus? Amen. Amen. Nearly every one. You know, and, and if you haven't made Jesus the Lord of your life this morning, this is your day. Glory to God. You can, you can go out being a partaker of the blessings that we just got through reading here. All you need to, all you need is Jesus. Amen. In Deuteronomy chapter seven, verse 15, it says, I will take all sickness and put no disease on you. That's another blessing from that belonged to us. You know, everything in Deuteronomy chapter 28, Deuteronomy chapter 7, Galatians 3.29, that's for everyone. That's for everyone. Every one of us is an heir to that. Okay? That's that's a promise. And, and you know, we, we need to get that on the inside of us and make our vision. That's who we are in Christ Jesus. Look in Deuteronomy chapter 31. But you're saying, you know, Pastor Jim, what, what about me? You know, I know all this belongs to everybody, but, but, but what about, you know, what about me? What about Gary? What about Mac? You know, what, what about Harvey? You know, what's, you know, what's my vision? Who am I? Well, in Deuteronomy chapter 31, this, this is, this is a word from God to Joshua. And this was just for him. You know, he didn't give this to, to, to anybody else. This was just for Joshua. And God has a word, just like God had a word for Joshua, he's got a word for us. Okay, let, let, let's look at this. Deuteronomy chapter 31. What, what's taking place here is, is Moses is ending the, or is getting close to the end of his life. He's getting close to 120 years old. And, uh, you know, it, it says that, you know, I, I'm not able any longer to, to lead the people. And 
in, in chapter or in verse seven, it says that Moses summoned Joshua and said unto him, in the presence of all Israel, be strong and courageous for you must go with this people into the land that the Lord sworn to our ancestors to give them and you must divide it among them as an inheritance the lord himself goes before you and will be with you he will never leave you nor forsake you do not be afraid do not be discouraged this was a word just for joshua okay and you know i i can just see joshua there you know moses you know called him up you know and it had to be in front of everybody you know, I bet Joshua was saying, Moses, you know, I wish, you, why didn't you just call me into your tent and, and just, you know, it's just between me and you and you could have whispered it. And, and if anybody was outside listening, they couldn't, they couldn't hear it. But here you are, you, you call me up in front of everybody and said, Joshua, here's, here's, here's God's plan for your life. You know, I don't know, you know, it doesn't say this, but I'm thinking Joshua probably immediately went into fasting and prayer and, and was asking God to, to extend Moses' life for another 50 or 60 years so that he wouldn't have to do that. You know, I, I'm, I'm just saying that, that's, you know, I, I'm kind of thinking this is what probably Jim would have done. Um, You know, I can remember, um, see, we were married in 75. This was probably 76 or 77. I think it was, it was before <clears throat> Brian was born. But, you know, we went to, we was going to church in Golden City at the Methodist Church there and we had a, had a revival or had a special speaker there and, and, you know, we, we were there and, uh, I asked Suzanne here a few few months ago if she remembered this, and she doesn't, but I remember just like it was today. Uh, th- there was a a minister there, and, and for the life of me, I can't tell you what his name was. You know, I, I don't know. Little, short, skinny guy. And, uh, you know, af- after the service, you know, uh, we we always sat at the back. We were... We were uh, back pew people and and i'm not not judging anybody back here on the back row but uh you know i think he was an in was intentional you know he caught us before we got out and uh you know he said have you, have you ever thought about going into the ministry and you know I, i'm sure that you know all the blood drained from my head and you know, I, I turned white as a sheet. And I said, "No, no, man, you 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 got the you you must have missed it on that one because that that's that's not who that's not who I am." You know, I, I can't get up in front of anybody and 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 speak anything. Kind of sounds like Moses, doesn't it? And I'm not comparing myself with Moses. Don't don't go there. But you know, Moses made excuses too, and. Uh, so, you know, and, and we got out of there as quick as we could. And, 
you know, that's, you know, I, I don't know that we ever seen, seen that guy again, but, uh, you know, and, and, and that was fine with me at, at, the, at that time. Look, look in, look in Joshua. Chapter one. Now, the seed has been planted here in, in Joshua, in, in the, in the soil of his heart. You know, Moses said, Joshua, you're going to be the guy that leads, leads the children of Israel into the promised land. Okay. And, uh, you know, now the seed has been sown and, and look in Joshua chapter one. Here and and God is speaking to Joshua here, and He's watering the seed that has been sown in in Joshua's heart. Look what He says in verse five. Well, I mean, we, we could really start in verse one, but uh, look in verse three. He says, I will give you every place where you where you set your foot as I promised Moses. He said, every place that you go, I'm going to give you. It's an encouragement. In verse 5, he says, and no one will be able to stand against you all the days of your life. As I was with Moses, so will I be with you. I will never leave you, nor will I ever forsake you. Glory to God. He's, so, he's, he's watering that seed that was sown in his heart. First thing he says, you know, every place you go, Joshua, is going to be yours. And just as I was with Moses, you know, and Joshua saw Moses do, saw God through Moses do some miraculous things. Some awesome things. Things that, that, that the world had never seen before. And, and God was saying, Joshua, I'm the same God with you as I was with Moses. And he said, I'll never leave you, nor will I forsake you. And then he says, be strong and courageous because you will lead these people into, to inherit the land which I swore to their ancestors to give them. Verse seven, be strong and very courageous. I want you to notice how many times he said, be strong and very courageous. Be careful to obey all the law my servant Moses gave you. Do not turn to the right or to the left that, that you may be successful wherever you go. Keep this book of the law always on your lips. Meditate on it day and night so that you may carefully do everything written in it. He says, keep this word in your mouth. Keep this word in your mouth. Speak it, you know, speak it to yourself. Listen to what it's saying. Speak this word to yourself. You know what you're doing when you're speaking the word to yourself? You're watering that seed that's been sown in your heart. That's exactly what you're doing. You're watering that seed that has been sown in your heart. What has God called you to do this morning? You need to be speaking 
over yourself what God has spoken to you in secret in your heart. Okay? Verse 9, it says, Have I not commanded you, be strong and courageous? You think he would be getting this now, but, but Joshua must have been having a hard time being strong and courageous because, you know, God's went over and 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 was telling Joshua to be strong and be courageous. He says, do not be afraid. Do not be discouraged for the Lord your God will be with you wherever you go. Here in in Joshua chapter 1, the seed of deliverance for the, the children of Israel is being watered. We need to be bold in, in, in watering our seed. Dreams unspoken will die unborn. Dreams that are not spoken will die unborn. You remember back in, in Genesis chapter, um, oh, where, where's that? Genesis chapter, uh, 17, maybe, where Abram and, and Sarai had their names changed to Sarah and Abraham. Abraham means the father of nations. Sarah means mother of multitudes or mother of nations. You know, when, when they, when God changed their names, Abram's name was no longer Abram. It was Abraham. And every time Sarah called for her husband to come for, to dinner, she was saying, father of nations, dinner's ready. Father of nations, dinner is ready. And he'd holler back and say, Sarah, I'm on my way. And he was saying, Sarah, mother of multitudes, I'm on my way home. They were constantly watering the seed that would, that had been sown in their heart to where, you know, God had promised them that they'd be that their descendants would be like the stars of the sky, innumerable. But he had to get their tongue and their speech in line with what the, the, with the vision that he had placed in their heart. They had to speak what was, what they had been called to do. They had to speak their vision before they could experience their vision in the natural. Because visions and dreams and the calling of God on your life unspoken will die unborn. That seed has to be watered. Everything that we receive from God, we do by faith. Everything. Everything that we, we receive from God, we receive it by faith. And, and faith that, that does not move your mouth will not move your mountain. Faith that does not move your mouth 
will will not move your mountain. Look, look in. I don't think I give you this verse of scripture, but Mark chapter uh, eleven. Verses, uh, well, let's start with verse 22. Mark eleven twenty-two says this, have faith in God. And then it says, truly, I tell you, if anyone says to this mountain, throw yourself into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will happen, it will be done for them. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you receive it and it will be yours. And when you stand praying, if, if you have, if you're holding anything against anyone, forgive them for your father in heaven, so that your father in heaven may forgive you of, of your sins. Good, good intentions is not a substitute for watering your dreams. Good intentions are are not is not a good substitute for watering for watering your dreams. You know, I can remember back when I was a young man. Uh, you know, mom was convinced that I was going to hell. You know, and I probably was at the time. You know, uh, you know, God just wasn't real, wasn't high on the my priority list. And uh, you know, I can remember one, you know, one Saturday or I don't know whether it's Saturday, I don't remember what day it was, but anyway, she invited the pastor out for dinner, and uh, you know, I was no dummy. You know, I, I knew why she invited the pastor out, you know, because she wanted him and me to get together and, and, and get that problem taken care of. So, uh, you know, we, we lived out north of Lockwood about 10, oh, about 10 miles and, and, uh, you know, Cedar Creek kind of started on the ground where we were at there and, and, and I just took off with my fishing pole and, and, you know, I, I just went to the creek, you know, little branch. And, you know, I spent all day down there, you know, and I could do that. And, and uh, you know, kind of made mom mad, you know, because I just disappeared. And, you know, it wasn't that, that uh, you know, I didn't believe. You know, I knew there was a God, you know, and, and, and I knew that I needed to get born again. But I just, you know, I just put it off. You know, and nobody else here probably has ever done that. You know, I had good intentions. You know, I had good intentions, but I never did what it I needed to do to receive Jesus as my Lord. And it wasn't until till I I did that 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 I was born again. You know, the word says that. That if you believe in your heart and confess with the mouth that Jesus is Lord, you'll be saved. You know, and, and all my good intentions did not get me saved. 
You know, I had to do what the word said. You know, and, and that's the same, you know, that, that same principle works for the dreams and the visions that God has placed in your life and the calling that God has placed, placed on your life. You know, we, we have to be, be a doer of the word. We have to, by faith, intentionally water our dreams and our visions and the callings that God has placed in our lives. And, and if we don't water them, they will lay in the soil of our hearts unborn. You know, all you farmers out there know that, that if, if uh, you know, in the fall you go out and you sow wheat, and, you know, the ground is just dry as powder. You know, it, it'll lay there un, until the rains come and, and cause that, that seed to sprout. Well, it's kind of the same way with, with the Word of God. You know, you know, the Word of God can be sown in your heart, but until you water that Word... It'll lay there and not produce a harvest until that word is watered and nurtured and, and is activated in your life. It'll not produce a harvest. Well, that pastor called Suzanne and I and, and said, you know, you know, I really think that, uh, you know, have you ever thought about, you know, Going into the ministry and I, you know, and I said, you know, King's X, uh, you know, you got the wrong guy here. You know, I, uh, I shoved that down so far that, uh, it was hard to, it was hard to find it again. You know, and, and several years after that or a few years, you know, we got, we got turned on to the, to the, to the word of God, got filled with the Holy Spirit and, and, uh, you know, the word of God really, you know, came alive in, in our lives. And, uh, you know, I'd, I'd been farming and, uh, you know, that, you know, that kind of been my vision, you know, from a little guy. And it just didn't seem like that was working out. And, uh, you know, the harder I worked seemed like the, the less money we made. And, uh, so, you know, we got to a point where, you know, I could sell everything and pay everything off. And, and I went and got a job in town as in, in the parts department at the John Deere dealership in, in Lockwood. And, uh, you know, worked there for several years and, and then, uh, I had to make a, a jobs change. And uh, I was a service manager at, at Gilkey's for, for a few years back in, uh, when was that? Uh, late 70s, early 80s, in, in, in there somewhere. And, uh, you know, a couple of the mechanics or the technicians that, that worked for me there, uh, you know, we, we went to the same church and, uh, you know, and I don't remember how the conversation, you know, uh, got to this point, but, uh, you know, I, I can remember telling, 
telling one of them that, that uh, you know, I'm not going to be here very long because, you know, I'm probably going to be full time at, at the church that we were going to. You know, and I heard myself say that, and I thought, you know, you know, what are you thinking? You know, that, that doesn't, you know, that doesn't sound like me. You know, you can't even get up in front of somebody and, and, and speak, you know, without, you know, turning blue and, you know, not being able to breathe and, you know, just flopping over on the ground, passed out or something, you know. And, uh, but, but, you know, uh, and I'm not bragging on, on, on us because we've done a lot of things that, that weren't right and, you know, we messed up a lot of times, but, but God is faithful. God is faithful. And as long as you keep Him first place, He'll, He'll straighten out all the, the screw ups that you make. And, uh, yeah, you know, we we kept water in the word that that had been so, sown in our heart. In Romans chapter eleven, it, it says this, and and this is in the Amplified. It says God's gifts and His call is irrevocable. He never withdraws them when once they have been given. He does not change his mind about those whom he gives grace or to those whom he sends out his call. You know, I I feel like this morning, and if the praise team wants to come up, you know, I I feel like here this morning that that there are dreams and and visions and, and callings that are still in place that and that are still in your future for the taking if you'll only step out in faith and water the seed that's been sown in your heart and let it mature you know i i think that there's a you know people here this morning that uh you know, it, it's been so long since you've allowed yourself to dream, or it's been so long since you've dreamed, had a dream that you've forgotten what God has called you to do. But that call, God is not taking it back. He didn't say, Whew, man, I, I messed up there. You know, I should never, you know, called so-and-so, to do what I called him to do. No, he, he he hasn't done that. You know, he didn't make a mistake. You know, just like, uh, you know, nearly 45 years ago, he didn't make a mistake when he said to that pastor, you know, maybe you ought to say something to, to them about, uh, you know, the direction that they're going with God. And, uh, you know, it, it was nearly 40 years before uh before that took place you know kind of you know i think moses was 40 years old 
when God talked to him about delivering the children of Israel out of out of Egypt, and I think he spent another forty years in 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 the in the wilderness getting prepared. You our our callings aren't aren't laid in our lap. But they're not, but they're not out of reach either. Okay? Our callings aren't laid in our lap, but they're not out of our reach. You know, God wants us to, to pursue Him and, and to, to seek Him and to water that seed that He has placed in our hearts. You know, and, and another, you know, excuse sometimes that we, that we come up with is, is that we let a tragedy in our life rewrite the, the calling that God has placed on us. And, you know, and we can't do that. If you look in Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17 and 18, it says, and I'll just paraphrase it here, it says, troubles are temporary. Troubles are temporary. But so many times we... We let tragedies be our excuse for not doing what God has called us to do. A verse of scripture that, that, uh, Brian touched on, and I think this was Tuesday night, uh, last week the, the, the days kind of run, run all together. I can't remember what I heard when or who said it. But, but I think this is Brian and I think it was Tuesday evening. He, he talked about the Romans chapter 12 verse 6 about how every part of the body has a place in the body and, and everybody functions together. You know, every one of us has been called and given the grace and the ability to fulfill the calling that God has placed on our life. Okay? You know, and I think a lot of us here have, have forgotten our dreams and our callings and, and we've been distracted from realizing what God has placed in our life or in our hearts. You know, the altar call this morning is that if if that's you, if you've forgotten what God is, has called you to do, he hasn't forgotten. He didn't say, I messed up. You know, I don't even remember what I called Jim to do 40 years ago. So, well, we'll, we'll just forget that and just mark that one off. No, he still knows the calling that he has placed on your life. If you would, you, you want to go ahead and play something, Christina? If, if that's you this morning, I would invite you to come up to these altars and say, God, you know, I forgot what I was, you told me to do. It's been pushed down for so, I pushed it down for so long that I don't even remember what it was that I was supposed to do, what you've called me to do. In Romans chapter 12, it says everybody, has been called and everybody has, has been enabled to fulfill that calling.
You know, if you say, you know, I've, I've been running from it for two years, four years, 40 years, 50 years. You know, God, I can't do it. You know, God says, well, you know, I, I know you can't do it. But through me, all things are possible. All you need to do is believe. If that's you this morning, I would invite you to come, you know, come to these altars and say, God, you know, here I am. You know, what do you want me to do? You know, as part of the ministry staff here at at Oakton, you know, I I have a, a pretty good viewpoint of what we need, you know. And, 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 and the need is sometimes seems greater than, than, than the ability that we have as a ministry to meet that need. You know, everybody in, in this body is somebody. We don't have any nobodies here. Okay? Everybody has a, a significant, important part to play in this ministry. Hallelujah. So I invite you to come this morning. If you haven't received Jesus as your Lord, He's waiting on you. Glory to God. The best decision that you ever made is to make Jesus the Lord of your life this morning. Would you come?